Hello, and welcome to the Empty Glass Podcast. Keep your feet off the grass, shine your shoes, wipe your face. This is Matt. Sick Shrek reference, dude. This is Stefan. Thank you. I literally had to look up the lyrics because I didn't know it off the top of my head. Uh, I've watched, well, Rose and I watched Shrek 1 and 2 and then like a little bit of 3 and so I'm like, nah. Yo, skip 3, go to 4, honestly. Like, four's not bad. Yeah, that's the general consensus. Yeah, 3 is whack, 4 is smack. Like, that good smack. Anyway. So anyway, uh, on, that, <laughs> on that note, how are you doing? Uh, doing pretty good. Ray, uh, everyone uh, press F in the chat for Ray Liotta, who just died today. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it sucks. Anyway, moving on. Uh, <laughs> did you hear about the Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey movie? What? They're making a Winnie the Pooh movie that's about, it's like a horror Winnie the Pooh. It's basically a guy in the Winnie the Pooh mask and there's a piglet mask and they uh, are just going to kill some girl, it looks like. Well, thanks for listening to the Empty Glass podcast. Uh, yeah, thank you for listening. <laughs> Be sure to subscribe. <laughs> Nah, dude, that sounds wild. What the fuck? Yeah, apparently, I was looking at this earlier. Apparently, it's a, uh, it's from a company that does a whole bunch of crazy ass, like children's stories into like horror films and shit. So their newest one is Winnie the Pooh. They did Jack and Jill. Uh, they did a Humpty Dumpty and shit like that. They're very low budget movies, it looks like, and it's probably gonna be like looking at the picture, which is a girl with probably fake boobs, like just. She looks like a blow-up doll, essentially, just sitting in a hot tub with a guy in a piglet mask and then a guy behind him in a Winnie the Pooh mask with a like, red shirt and overalls and everything. So I, I'm pretty sure it's just a clickbaity movie in the sense of like, hey, something you poured on, wacky. Well, it's just one of those like asylum movies that you wouldn't blink an eye at because it's just so dumb. It's weird. Like A lot of these people go straight to the like campier drive i guess with horror movies and that's the trend i've noticed recently so i mean i'd be willing to give it a shot no <laughs> i mean not for me i mean this it just legit looks like a like pass like hard pass okay. but aside from that uh disney has released a bunch of trailers today also did you hear about this uh no what it today a couple trailers. I had not had the opportunity to really watch any of them, but they released the Star Wars Andor trailer, the guy from Rogue yes. One. Diego Luna. And, and more interestingly, uh, they released a little teaser trailer for the upcoming Willow show. Oh, cool. With Warwick in it. Nice. Hell yeah. That's, that is what I'm talking about, my gamers. Well, at least they're kind of going a different direction with the IPs that they now own. Um Obi-Wan, uh, comes uh, out Obi-Wan comes out tomorrow, so... Um, oh, uh, what do you mean different direction? They're going, In what like, regard? They're not, they're not focusing solely on, like, the Marvel superheroes or the Star Wars. They're going to Willow, which is an interesting take. I mean... Obviously, they're doing more Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, it's not, a, but, it's not a different take. It's more just, like, adding on. Right. I mean, what I'm saying is it's just, like, it's different for them to be going to an IP like Willow. No, that's that's a Disney formula of exploiting any property they own. Yeah, but I mean, it's cool that Warwick Warwick Davis is still going to be Willow or. Uh, yeah, he's Mr. Willow. He's Mr. Willow. Correct. Yeah. Uh, if I ever meet Warwick Davis and be like, my favorite role of yours. What was the baby's name? I don't remember. We just we watched this movie, what, two years ago? Not yeah, for the so. first time, but we rewatched yeah. it together 
So I don't remember. Mad Modigan. Mad Modigan. Mad Modigan. Mad Modigan. Uh, yeah, it's my favorite shit. I'm excited for Obi-Wan. What about you? Uh, yeah, I'm going to watch it. And uh, what's it called? Stranger Things 4 comes out tomorrow, too. Dude, I... It's just it's so funny. I was actually talking to someone about this yesterday. I don't care. <laughs> like, not, I'm sure Stranger Things will be good. I'm sure it'll be entertaining and stuff like that. Like, all the actors in it are so good. But at the same time, it's been, like, two, almost three years since the last season. Which the last season kind of had a fairly definitive ending, at least for me, is like they always have that little stupid teaser. It's like, oh, you know, is Russia, Russia, yeah, but it's happening. It also ended like very definitively for me. That I was like, I don't need it. I don't need another season. Or if I did need another season, it needs to be a lot sooner. Which you know, COVID came in and fucked everything and delayed everything. But I still haven't even watched a trailer for season four. Um. And I don't know, maybe I'll check it out at one point, but it's not anything I'm jumping the gun on anytime soon. Yeah, um, Stranger Things always like did a good job of keeping me watching, though. So I wonder if this one will do the same thing. Season three, I was like not as not as uh, gung ho about. I feel like they kind of took a step back. They started to kind of go more of the Horror. campy, no campy um, survival. Um, I almost want to say Dawn of the Dead because they're like in the mall, you know, so. Well, the thing but, is, like, like also uh, like with also comedy aspects, but then, you know, then they bring the real shit in there, like spoilers when uh, Sean Astin dies or uh, when the Harper Hopper Hopper Detective Hopper dies. So, well, they kind of tug at the heartstring. Well, OK, quote unquote dies. He's not dead. All right. But what I'm saying oh, yeah, is that's that's what I think. <laughs> that's what I think what didn't work for me so much was season three. It just felt like a step back where I felt like season one and season two were very adult and very smart about how they didn't show the monster. And like even the monster spawns were, were very creepy and uh, everything felt a lot more high stakes by the time it's season three. It's kind of more like a episode of Scooby-Doo meets Shaun of the dead meets Dawn of the dead. So here's the thing. Um, very slight you know this is not the cursed episode like last week so we can we can slightly disagree here um you know last episode we were cursed and we agreed with each other constantly now you know who knows what will happen but uh a slight disagree on that i do think they upped the comedy in season three but that's only because the monster was a lot more grotesque because it was literally literally taking corpses in order to build itself i remember really liking that aspect and being like man this monster is gross compared to the first two seasons because the concept, and also imagine like a kid watching it. I mean, my mom who likes Stranger Things, who doesn't really like a lot of gory stuff, she was kind of squirming a little bit at how grotesque the monster was in the third season. So I think they probably had to update, or not update, but up the comedy to offset that a little bit, which, don't know if that's true or not, I would understand if that was the case. I felt, uh, I felt like they upped the comedy because it was like a summertime. Because the show would normally come out near Halloween or like in the fall. And this season, for whatever reason, came out in the summertime. So it like has summertime vibes. It's supposed well, to be yeah. like a campy horror movie instead of being um, more psychological thriller and more jump scare-y. I don't know. Well, I mean, either way, I appreciated the showrunners had a each season because I feel like every every season is a different kind of season in the year, you know, Halloween, 
whatever the first one was, but, but it's, I, I like that they have each season kind of feels different on its own. That is how you keep a show refreshing. Uh, I did like the deaths that they did in season two. I thought Harper's death was good. I'm a little annoyed that they're backtracking on that because I thought, you know, him being sacrificial is, you know, good. But of course, he's the most pop. He's one of the most popular people in that show. So why would they write him off? I don't know. I because at the end of season three, I was like, this. Although the kids weren't the main part of it, they were a huge chunk of it. It's like this was like a coming of age story that I liked. It was kids kind of finding their way, and season three ended with it them having to go their separate ways, which is a hard truth of life. I think when friends depart, like after high school or at any point. That's a hard wake up call and a coming of age tale in itself. So when that happened at the end of season three, when Eleven went away, I was like, okay, these kids for me in this story have kind of hit their arc at this point, they've grown up. And like I said, although they weren't the main part of the story, they were the biggest part, the biggest focus. So after that, I was like, I I'm okay with it ending now because I don't need to see them be adults. I don't need to see them be teenagers. And that's exactly what the newer season is. I'm just like, I'm good. It still could be very good, but I'm like, I'm good. I don't need, I don't need more of that. Yeah, I, agree. I felt fulfilled. Is what I'm saying. At, at the end of the day, I felt fulfilled with the season three ending, but we'll see. Eventually, I will watch the new Stranger Things, and I'll get an opinion on it. So we'll go from there. Cool. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely gonna watch it because Rose has been on like a serious horror kick for a while. I don't even know where it started. Maybe somewhere with like Sixth Sense, but you know, I told you we watched that movie Wounds. Um, and we were both caught up with Scream, so we both watched the new Scream. Oh my god, okay. Uh, can we talk about the new Scream? Um, yeah, yeah, let's give it a little bit. I mean, I, I feel like that might be all it deserves from me. No, because I, I think I also talked about it too. Like, when I first watched it, I mentioned I wasn't a huge fan of... Uh, I, I said that, because I imagine you guys watched all the Screams first before watching the last we're, one. We both have seen screams one through four like we i reminded her of the plot of scream three and she's like yeah and then she was like and what's the one with like emma roberts or whatever and i'm like that's scream four so we yeah both, we have both seen all of them up until this one uh so fans really liked the newest scream and i thought it was definitely better than three three definitely better than three which three is the worst in my opinion and yeah, I would that's say the one with like the movie set where they're like making the slasher or the cut, whatever slash movie or whatever. Yeah. And I would say better than four, even though I like four and then probably. And, yeah. And then probably tied with uh two. But at the end of the day, I hated how overly tongue in cheek the fifth one was. Yeah, it was way. Gripe. It's like way it was way too self-aware. I was like, the Matrix just did this. Can we chill? <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, yeah, Scream that was the plot of the first scream is like it was self-aware of horror and stuff like that and that was the charm of it this one leaned into it way too hard like way way too hard like at certain points it was okay but then other parts it was just really just gag me with a spoon type situation yeah i was like just leave it alone we know that you know you know yeah and then jack quaid son of uh dennis quaid nephew of randy quaid no way yeah He's in the boys. That's uh, that's where his like kind of main popularity came from. The no. boys is a great show, by the way. Season three is coming out soon, which that one I'm going to hop on because I'm excited. Um, yeah, so he's the son of Dennis Quaid and he was great. I think he's a really good actor. I did not like the other. Yeah, spoilers. I did not like the other killer. Yeah, 
at all. Like the girl was completely annoying. She so was trying to be worthless. a Matthew. Yeah, she's trying to be a Matthew Lillard type, and I'm like, no, 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 don't. How dare you stand where he stood? You know, Harry Potter reference. You know, Dumbledore. Yeah, how dare you stand they, where he stood? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like don't don't try to be Matthew Lillard. Just be yourself. But she, I don't know. At the end of the day, I thought it was good, not great. The David Ar- David Arquette was really good. I forget David Arquette has acting ability. Yep. And his, we're spoiling the show this movie in case anyone didn't pick up on that, but his death was really, it was actually very good. I liked it quite a bit. It was, it was the right amount of sad, but not like, you know, legitimate sad because it's a movie. (laughs) It's just weird. I I thought like, what's the, he like stabbed that knife through his cheek or whatever and killed the, one of the high school kids, um, in the movie, you know what I'm talking about in the newest scream. And it was just like the knife just like goes through his cheek and I'm like, well, how did he die? But I guess he got stabbed in the stomach first. So. Wait, are you talking about the uh, the twin? Yeah, one of the or no? Because uh, I was gonna say I thought one of the twins died, but then at the end, like both of them lived. I was like, oh okay. Both the twins lived. I'm talking about like the blonde hair kid. Oh, you know what? This this probably goes to the quality of the movie. I remember a lot of things about movies, but I actually forgot a lot of that yeah. movie. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, either way, uh, solid. Don't make any more sequels, but uh, I hope that production company who also did Ready or Not, same same group of people that directed, uh, I hope they continue to do more horror stuff because it's very entertaining at the very least. Yep. It's competent. Uh, it's above competent. Yeah. <laughs> Another movie we watched was Old by M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, God. Stop. People, stop watching M. Night Shyamalan movies, please. Yeah, it was all right. It was whatever. Um, what a twist. Nah, but... Uh, <laughs> It was well, okay. It was okay. You know about the comic, right? It's like it's based yeah, it's on a like comic. Based on a comic or something. Was... The the number one thing I can give credit to M Night Shyamalan is that at least his movies are kind of creative in some sense. No, totally. I thought it like definitely it's, had its moments. That movie had its moments, but overall, well, what I'm saying is interesting. It has very interesting concepts, but this is a situation where he's adapting from something else. So conceptually, he didn't really come up with anything. What he did add to it was very weird, shitty dialogue, which he always does. Like, weird, stilted, like, people can say... They're like, hey, who are you? What's your name and what's your occupation? It's like, what? Who talks like this? The thing with the kid is like, we can live, we can grow up together and have mortgages next to each other. It's like, what Uh, what the hell? I don't know. It's really weird. You know, some people could say like, oh, he's doing it to put you in a surreal, like, kind of Twilight Zone thing. It's like, yeah, but a Twilight Zone thing is... That dialogue is the reason that the shit is weird. It explains why they talk like that, but that's just how they talk in those movies. And it's yeah, all of his movies. It's very robotic and, and just odd. Like, no human being has a thought pattern like that, except for maybe M. Night Shyamalan. But um, I thought the movie was conceptually cool, and it definitely had its moments of like, oh, wow, that's crazy. Right, uh, but once again... Spoiler alert, there's like a decare. Well, I've... I've... I've had the movie spoil the shit out of like I read the whole synopsis. I watched like an in-depth like breakdown and everything. I think I think the nastiest thing in, the, in that movie is like the lady who the girl's bones. Yeah, <clears throat> she ends up with like scoliosis and like issues with her bones like bone marrow. She has problems. a calcium deficiency. Right. And so like when she's like trying to chase these kids like her bones are just breaking all over the place. It's kind of like I kind of laughed at that part. Yeah, it's sad uh, to say that, but it's true. It was kind of silly. A lot of people laughed at that part. <laughs> when I saw it, I'm like, this looks... I mean, there was a way to, I think, make it more gruesome. I think had they used practical effects, it would have looked cooler. 
So we watched that movie Wounds, which we've talked about on podcast. It was like whatever. It was an interesting concept, but then it just it just nosedived. And then another movie that kind of did the same thing was a movie that uh, Rose and I watched yesterday, kind of in passing. But then we we both sat down and like intently watched the movie for like the last half hour, maybe. Nice. Um, What's that? And it was called. I have to look it up because I can't remember the name right now. Uh, it was called The Night House with. Oh, Rachel Hall. With Rebecca Hall. Rebecca Hall, right? Sorry. Uh, yeah, that was an interesting movie. Yeah, it was quick, kind of cool. Um, another another ending that I thought was actually pretty good, um, but they just kind of uh, dovetailed it. Drags. It, it, it and they dovetailed it so weird. It's like. If this lady's so fucking freaked out about bodies in a cabin nearby, like, why didn't she call the police right away? You know, like, it's just like little things like that where it's like, you well, just doing the horror movie gimmick. You know what I mean? And yeah, of course, she didn't quite know what was real and what was fake. Yeah, I got that whole concept. But well, no, no, I'm saying point, like she has already kind of figured out what's going on. So I don't know who I mean, in the right mind does that. I don't know. The thing is, like, in that situation of horror, it's like, why didn't she call the police? Well, because a movie needs to happen. That's why it's the same as like, you know, why in an action movie can a guy shoot a pistol 20 times without reloading? It's like because the movie needs to happen and an action scene needs to happen. It's 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 one of those minor kind of gripes is like, OK. And I guess like you could take the time to say like, oh, they went to police. The police doesn't believe her. But how many times have we had that scene happen in a movie? Like I kind of Too appreciate many it in times. Exactly. So I kind of appreciate a movie that just skips that scene altogether. And and that's the sacrifice you get. You get the sacrifice of realism of someone contacting the police by just overwriting that scene. So I'm okay with it. Yeah. I, I don't know. Do you agree? Do you, do you think that's a fair pass? I guess so. Uh, it's a fair pass, but it's also just like logically a lot of things didn't make sense in that movie and it dragged. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I agree with you. It, it definitely dragged. Um, but I think also some of that can be explained with like she was so depressed she just basically had like a death wish like was just true. looking looking for a reason to like get attacked and killed and die or something with the amount of depression she had that could be very true i don't know interesting concept interesting ideas meh movie yeah poor execution um i have you seen a uh, saint mod i have not uh that one is I hate using this term, but it's that quote unquote elevated horror. So it's, it's a lot more, you know, kind of think it, you know, slower burn type situations. It's really good. Like it's on Amazon for free. If you happen to have Amazon prime or anything like that. And basically it's about a, a, uh, assisted living nurse is helping a woman who has cancer. She's generally the woman who has cancer, like used to be a dancer. She's very young and stuff like that. And, she uh she's a total bitch to this nurse who also recently became extremely devout in her faith uh due to a certain circumstance which you kind of they kind of allude to in the movie and she starts experiencing like weird signs from god like just she has weird moments uh that are incredibly intense and then it also kind of bleeds in and becomes one of those movies that you don't know like what's reality what's actually happening and stuff and it's just kind of like a slow burn that turns into this like really intense like what the fuck is going to happen type situation. That's uh, cool. I, like I, I recommend that. it. I, I think it's an incredibly well-made movie and it just happens to be horror. So yeah, great nice. movie. And then has scary moments. 
Nice. I'll have to check it out. I recommend it. And then I was a movie I wanted to check out was this thing called Censor, which was also, you know, and some of the people I've listened to, like they they lump it up with Saint Maud and the quality that it has. And Censor is basically about a the 1970s, 1980s, I forgot the exact time frame, England when they had the video nasties. Do you know about this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I may have talked about this before on the podcast, but just a quick run through. Uh, basically, video nasties were movies uh, labeled as too graphic for any kind of viewing. So that the essentially the MPAA of Britain would block those movies and not allow anyone to watch them. So they would have to pretty much sell them underground or beneath the table and stuff at video stores. And this woman sees someone in the in one of the movies, and then one of the video nasties. She works for this company that reviews them and censors them. Uh, she sees someone who looks like her sister, who's been missing ever since she was a child, and starts kind of diving deeper into this. And they do a really, really cool thing, uh, cinematography-wise. I don't want to give away too much, but it's very interesting. I'm, I haven't watched it yet, but I, it's on my list of things. I may actually watch it tonight. That'd be, that'd be cool. Uh, tonight, I'm definitely going to delve into... We've been watching Kimmy Schmidt, the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, how is that? Oh, dude, it's a great show. You haven't seen it? It's really hard for me to watch shows right now. Uh, I'm kind of watching Portlandia with uh, my significant other. Well, you guys should definitely try watching Kimmy Schmidt because it, it, it vibes the same. Oh, 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 I know what you're talking about. Okay, yeah. Uh, I think after that, though, we're going to watch Scrubs because uh, my person was saying that she was wanting to watch Scrubs and I love Scrubs. So I was like, cool. <laughs> I don't Scrubs know. We, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of things we have lined up, honestly. That's good. Well, Kimmy Schmidt, the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt should be part of that list. But Censor sounds cool. Sounds like a cool concept. Yeah. So a uh, little side story here. Steph and I both we were saying before the podcast started, I was like, we don't have too many topics. So this is just very laid back one. We're just kind of shooting the shit here. Um, I, when we were looking for Portlandia, cause we were both wanting to watch it cause we watched a bunch of episodes, but I don't think we ever watched it all the way through. I was trying to look for it and it was only on AMC plus. And I was like, uh, I don't know if I want to add AMC plus cause you know, the biggest thing AMC plus recommends is the walking dead. And I don't give a shit about the walking dead. Um, and it's also has like mad men, Ah, excuse me. I'm sorry. They also You're, have okay. Mad Men. <laughs> I do that all the time. That's why I have the mute switch. <laughs> That's why I use the mute switch on. on yeah, I didn't because I fucking burp. I bump my mic. I drink drinks. I'm coughing. I, I have a mute switch too, but that came out of nowhere. Like just 100. percent Anyway, yeah, I um, do like a key, like a keyboard on my keyboard. That's my mute switch. You can set that up in Discord. No, I have that too. I'm just saying it. Literally, no time for anything. It just oh, gotcha. as I was talking came out. Uh, but. They also had Mad Men, which I always wanted to watch more Mad Men. I watched like the first season. So I was like, okay, whatever. I'll get AMC Plus for seven days and see where that goes. It's just a trial run. And it was hidden towards the end of the seven days. And I, I I popped open, you know, AMC looking through their stuff on my Amazon. I was like, I don't, I can't justify keeping this just for one show. Um, And then I looked down and it's like subsidiary channels, like things owned by AMC. I'm like, oh, what's this? And I saw that they owned Shudder. And I fucking love Shudder. It's all it horror movie? movies. It's a movie? No, Shudder is a streaming service, but only for horror movies. Shudder oh, has cool. all horror movies. Like all the obscure weird shit you'd ever want to watch is all on Shudder. 
And I was just, I was like, oh my God. And I was going through all the movies on Shudder and I literally found like 15 movies I wanted to watch. Because wow. they got they got like goofy horror movies, they got dark shit, they got their own shows, they actually have their own version of Creep Show, uh, which is great. And I'm just like, fuck yes. Okay, so that was my justification of uh, keeping AMC Plus because it's just every horror movie I'd want to watch is basically there. So yeah, I recommend it. If, nice if you guys bundle, it's nice that they bundle that together. Yeah. So if you and Rose are in a horror mood, uh, I would definitely recommend. I think they have a trial run. You can. Do a trial run of Shutter and pick out some movies because they got some great stuff. But Shutter's and included with AMC. I believe so. Yeah. Well, so yeah, I might I might try that. That sounds cool. And then also under AMC is Sundance. Sundance has its own kind of streaming service. So if you are someone who likes watching indie films or like weird avant-garde shit, that's the perfect place. I opened up Sundance, looked through all the movie listings, and I'm like, I've never heard a single one of these movies, and that makes me really excited. That's awesome. That's incredible. Yeah, so anyone curious about the AMC Plus deal, uh, better than the Paramount deal, so go for it. <laughs> well, fuck yeah. Well, we're just about at the mi- at the middle mark, so or whatever this is in this podcast. So at this time, I'd like to uh, remind you guys to go to theemptyglasspodcast.com. That's where you can link out to all of our different podcast apps. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Google. We're the fucking everywhere. We're everywhere. We're omnipresent. So go to www.theemptyglasspodcast.com and that's where you'll find all of our shit. How was that? Good. I would have I would appreciate more of a movie announcer voice, but it's fine. I tried my best. No. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I thought you were going to go for it and I was like I was going to cut you off. No, I tried but my best. You okay. Well, your best was very good, Stefan. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. You're you're a handsome young man. Uh who did you hear about all the shows Sony is making? Oh no! Like what? Sony announces Horizon series for Netflix. What? Like Horizon Zero Dawn? Yep, and God of War series for Amazon. Okay. And a Gran Turismo show. A Gran Turismo show. Great. Yep. <laughs> Wonderful. No, I mean, no Ratchet and Clank Gran Turismo. Okay, got it. Yeah. Uh. No fucking Ghost of Tsushima. Ratchet and Clank. I don't need a Ratchet. We're going with we're going with a fucking Forza or whatever. (laughs) Would you say it was Gran Turismo? Yeah, Gran Turismo. What the fuck? Yeah, and then uh, you know Amazon's also working on the Fallout TV series uh, from the creators of Creators of Westworld and the Mass Effect show. Heard about that one. Yeah, and then you know. the Last of Us TV show is coming out to HBO soon, and then Peacock wow. is working on, is working on a Twisted Metal series. So many things. Oh, actually, Ghost of Tsushima is being adapted into something. They haven't confirmed if it's a show or movie, but that's definitely working on. Wow. Well, Sony's going the way of Disney, I guess, sort of. But uh, instead, they're just giving their IPs to every, literally every single different streaming service. That's oh, they're legit thing. whoring their properties out. And that's the thing is like, and I've, I think I've said this before, the disconnect between Sony gaming and the rest of Sony is so substantial because the rest of Sony fucking sucks. Aside from the team that made Into the Spider-Verse, like all their movies that they make and like produce are like, fucking awful they did the morbius movie they did venom and stuff like that uh hey, don't talk shit about venom but yeah morbius venom venom venom, venom. <laughs> venom. go 
Venom. Uh, stop, dude. We're going to get fucking copyrighted by oh, Marshall shit. Mathers is going to show up and be like, yo, why are you taking my songs? Mather Marshalls is going to show up kissing us on the butt cheeks like, stop it. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to Mather Marshalls or Marshall Mathers. Neither. Man, I, I remember my mom was like, hey, Matt, would you like me to to spread some? You know, never mind. It's fine. Anyway, uh, yeah. So what do you feel about all these shows coming out? Do you have any kind of opinions over the show adaptability of Horizon or God of War or anything? Whatever. Good luck. (laughs) Yeah, don't care. I'm over it, man. Uh, Fucking Halo killed it all for me. So obviously showrunners don't give a fuck about the video games and will do whatever they can to formulaically make their show Game of Thrones. So I wouldn't be surprised if literally all of them end up being Game of Thrones. Stefan, I am so... like. Did we not grow up in the same generation of all these like video game movies that didn't work? Like, where have you been, dude? Oh, I know they haven't worked forever, but now, now I'm just saying the popular thing is they're gonna make it like Game of Thrones. Like, that's the popular thing to do. So I am legitimately interested in the Last of Us show because you know you got Pedro Pascal who basically played a space version of Joel's part, just you know a little bit nicer uh, in The Mandalorian, and Pedro Pascal is a very good actor, you know. You, I, other than the Mandalorian, have you seen him in anything else? He's you in pers- Narcos, and he was also in that movie Casa Demi Padre. Right, but did you actually watch Narcos or anything? Yeah. <laughs> you did? Yeah. All of it? Yep. That's like fucking 10 years ago now, almost. All three seasons? Yep. Your tone, I, I, I don't know why I can't just buy your, it sounds like you're fucking with me. <laughs> No, I watched fucking Narcos, bro. It came out in like 2017, 2015 or some shit. Yeah, I watched all three fucking seasons. That's okay. Who I, that's how I knew who he, who he was before The Mandalorian. Okay, cool. So, yeah, that and also I watched this one uh, movie he was in. It was a good movie. I liked it, but I forgot the name of it. And the, I forgot all about, a lot about the premise because it's kind of like a weird indie movie. It's basically he's on a rogue planet with this girl and he accidentally kind of gets her dad killed, but then they have to work together in order to survive and develop a bond. Once again, kind of last of us vibes a little bit, not directly, but just it's, he keeps having these situations where it tickles with the idea of Joel that I think he's a very good casting for it. And the girl who played Ellie was very good in game of Thrones. She's clearly a good, strong actress, even at that age. So I would love to see her. I'm not getting my I'm not going to get my hopes up if the show is bad, but I, it has my curiosity and I'm willing to give it a shot. Yeah. Hopefully they make the tickers as scary as they were in the game. Well, hopefully there's very little of the tickers because I think the tickers are a very small part of The Last of Us. Yeah, well, of course, but I mean, I thought they were one of the scarier people. Well, the thing is the clickers are basically the monsters from uh, a Quiet Place. Yeah. Which, I don't know. No, I don't think enough people talked about that. It's like, uh, did the Quiet Place rip off the clickers? Probably. Ah, oh, man. Speaking of quality, the Uncharted movie. Ugh. Did you watch Ugh. it? No, fuck no. Why would I spend my money on that garbage? Yeah, no, I didn't watch it. I don't I don't ever want to watch it. Like, even if it was free, I would still probably be like, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm okay. Thanks, though. I'll just play the game. Thank you. I don't want to watch two. I've already watched enough hours of the guy who looks like he's got a frog stuck in his mouth. Long enough. 
Uh, Tom Holland? Yeah, he's got a little secret frog. He doesn't want the world to see it, so he keeps it hidden. Right. We talked about this. Right. Uh, it's so just a fact. Did you finish Moon Knight, by the way? No. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend you. No. I no. I haven't really... like. It's just been watching the movies that Rose has had on, pa- in, on in passing, and that's it. Uh, at night, usually we watch like an episode of Kimmy Schmidt and then go to bed. <laughs> that's been the move. Yeah, um, my girlfriend's been kind of out of town for a week, so haven't really watched anything. Uh, I just, fuck, man. Early relationships fucking suck in the sense that, like, you completely derail, like, any kind of, like, pattern, like, workout patterns and shit you had. (laughs) Like, you got to kind of, like, get used to the relationship first before you could reestablish or integrate those patterns you had beforehand. It's all It's all interesting. Yeah, um, it's just, you gotta get good with time management. <laughs> yeah, you just That's need to it. take each other, for, you just need to start taking each other for granted, so that way you granite, can like, All yeah, right. for granted, like the material you build with, you gotta start taking each other for granted. Why do you have to be such a dick? I've never been mean to you my entire <laughs> life. Hey, fucker. And you're being yeah, a fucking spot. Shut the spot. fuck up, shut the fuck up. That is a oh. lie. That is a lie, and you know it. So, uh, are you getting the Harry Potter game on PS5? Yeah, not on PS5, but yeah. Well, I'm I'm kind of leading into a thing like uh, the Harry Potter game, which it had an exclusive advertisement. So to my knowledge, this is the first one where they're exclusively advertising the difference. Um, it, they're adding like a whole bunch of features exclusively to the PlayStation 5 controller because it has, you know, different feedback options than like any other controller. So number one being the haptic feedback, you know, the special vibrations were, are going to be in tuned a lot, but also apparently, uh, the triggers, which have, or sorry, those are haptic feedback triggers. I think I, I don't know. I forgot the exact word in these for each one, but the, tr- since the triggers are so special and had different kind of pull or push, depending on what game you're playing and the developers can tweak that to like automatically lock in, it'll be a situation that you can have different spells depending on the pressure that you put on the trigger. So like, so the trigger will, for example, have one setting with a certain amount of push. And then if you push past that, it'll do a different setting, which will do like a different spell. So allegedly, and like I'm saying, this is all released in a trailer and like the developers of the game also said it, it will be a very different experience playing on PlayStation than it will be anywhere else. And I thought, Uh, interesting. uh, Gimmicky sounding to me. I'd rather just use the D pad to select my other spell on the Xbox. And have no frame dropping. <laughs> but Why I'm like, I'm like, it's it's not enough for me to justify a PS5. Still, it's I'm not. Like, listen, listen. Michael, I know you're I'm not, not trying I know, to sell I know, a PS5. I, I know, I know. You're just telling the story. I'm I'm talking about this is just my opinion of what the developers are pushing. I'm like, but okay. I I will say, I appreciate that because after playing a PlayStation Five, and I forgot exactly what game it was. But there was a game that was like that. Like, depending on how hard you squeeze the trigger, different actions would happen. It does feel like different buttons in one area. So it's basically adding, you know, like the Xbox One Elite controller have those like switches in the back. It's like having that, but all in the same trigger that you're using. Oh, um, Returnal. Returnal did that. So like, depending on how hard you press the trigger, you would have different fire options. And after I kind of got used to that, like it was a new thing at first, but once I got used to it, it was incredibly helpful 
I didn't have to keep track of two more buttons on the controller. It was all in the same location. I just had to keep track of how hard I was pushing it, which wasn't that hard. So I, I don't consider that a gimmick because it can be used in a very good synthetic way of how you naturally play video games. And I appreciate that even though this is multi-platform, the Hogwarts legacy people are using that feature where they can rather than, you know, that feature never going used again in any other game. It is still being used even if it's going to Xbox, but Xbox players, PC players are still not being deprived of this game. They're just using the PlayStation five controller where they can and still still being inclusive with everybody else. I agree with, I definitely agree with that. It's, you know, they're using what they should be using, but I disagree with it not being a gimmick. It's still a gimmick because it doesn't change the entirety of the game. We're not talking about like how the Harry Potter games used to be, which is like the PlayStation one is, you know, drastically different from the PlayStation two, which is drastically different from the PC. You know, it's three different. You're actually playing three different Harry Potter games when you play them that way. So I agree that, like, I'm glad they're not, um, you know, nixing stuff on the other versions, the other ports of this game, and, like, doing exclusivity content other than controls. I mean, it's just a control gimmick. It's like, with the Wii, you got motion sensor, and that was absolutely a gimmick. So I call it a gimmick because it's small. It's too small to change the overall accomplishment of the game or whatever they're trying to fucking do. Or, like, it doesn't change the overworld. It doesn't change the story. It's just a different way of playing it. I, I, so I, call, I, I call it a gimmick. I call it. A gimmick. I disagree with your disagreement slightly. Now, I would say a gimmick, if we're going to talk about the PlayStation 5 controller as a gimmick, if we're going to focus in on that, the gimmick aspect would, is a touchpad on the controller. Now, if they access a thing of Harry Potter where like, ooh, the touchpad allows you to make a spell, that's a hard gimmick. I'm in hard agreement with that. But... It, and like I said, it's so. How's that any you, different than pushing the trigger down differently? Well, Stefan, I'm explaining it. If you allow me to, I'd explain thing. it. I'm explaining it. Is if you play, uh, if you play like a game like Returnal, where it is legitimately a game changer. Like it really is. Like once you play with it, you're like, wow, this is a really cool feature. It is. Yeah. Okay. I know the way I say that makes it sound gimmicky, but it's the same as like if you go back to. Uh, Like an older controller, it doesn't have like an R2-L2. It only has like, you know, five buttons on it. It's like, is it a gimmick that the new controllers have more buttons on it? Or is it just kind of improving your way to play? Well, a gimmick is literally... the a gimmick is literally described as an alter or an argument with an extra device or feature. Typically a trick or device intended to attract attention or differentiate. So to me, it's literally the definition of a gimmick. It's just a different way to control the game. I wouldn't say that it's necessarily smarter or completely revolutionary to put these extra button functionalities in your trigger. It's cool. I'll give them that. But I don't think it's game changing or f super revolutionary because I doubt we're ever going to get away from four face buttons, a D-pad, two analog sticks, two shoulder buttons and two triggers. We're just not and we're not going to get away from that. OK, so I will. It's it. I see where you're coming from, and I do agree with you to an extent. It's just, it is hard for me personally to call it a gimmick because, like I said, for me, or not like I said, but for me, gimmicks are just fucking useless for the most part. It's like, I don't need this. And true, you don't need the triggers to push back a certain way 
in order to play the game differently. That is very true. But I think it really does change their over not change their overall gameplay, but it improves their overall gameplay, like in a, in a legitimate way. And at so least, yes, I least, will concede. And like I said, at least at least they are you know using the technology. It's not just there and then pointless. Uh, six months later, two years. I later. would like I would like to just put it somewhere in between gimmick and just useful feature. Yeah, I don't want to put in the full gimmick category. If you're a PS5 person and you own one, good for you because at least the developers are using that trait. But to me, a non PS5 owner, I'm like, ah, you know, it's well, just kind of like, just, cool. <laughs> and that's a situation that you will just have to play a game that has it. Honestly, like in order, like before I started doing that, when I first saw that Returnal did it, I was like, ah, that's kind of lame. But once I played it more, I was like, I appreciated it more. So I, th you know, I'm not saying you'll be sold in it one way or the other, but I think until you give it a chance, you're just kind of, it's a write off, and that's fine. Like if. I'm going to write off a bunch of Apple shit because I'm never going to own Apple so product, so it's fine. Like, you have... Everyone has their... Yeah, I mean, I've definitely experienced the haptic feedback, like, as far as it goes for, like, shooting guns on a PS5, but... No, um, it's, different. it's different. I'm yeah, saying it's, no, different. it's different. Like, what I'm saying in Returnal is, like, if you slightly press it in, you do, like, a spread shot. If you fully press it in, you do, like, a, a narrow shot. Like, it's like switching between the horizontal vertical and dead space gun. Like, that levels a difference in the triggers. Like... Imagine, like if you're playing Dead Space and you push the controllers like a little bit in and then it did a horizontal shot, but all the way in did a vertical shot, but just in a completely different gun aspects. That's what I'm kind of trying to explain to you, but you're not going to understand that until you just sit down and play it, which, you know, if you ever get a PS5, highly recommend Returnal. There's actually talks that it's coming to PC, which was going to be another topic of mine. Uh, Returnal, excellent game. Anyone who has ever been curious about playing it, you absolutely should because it's just a lot of fun. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Man, well, I should have cursed uh, this episode. How did I curse the last episode? I don't know. I don't know. I, I didn't I call you like a soy boy or something. No, not a soy uh, boy. I don't remember. It was something weird. A soft boy. No, it was something boy. I don't remember what the fuck it was, but damn, was it, I miss like I miss brother. A... It was like something brother. Oh, you're right, man. I miss us being on the same page. What it's happened? Okay, shit happens. Well, I'm down to call the episode. I don't know about you. Have a little shorter one this week. Um. Because I am I'm not fresh out of fucking topics, unless you got anything. No, man, I, uh, I really appreciate you, and you should watch the boys. Okay, B the boys. The boys. The boys. Wait. All right. Do you want to do the closing? Wait, what? 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 I'm sorry, I didn't. I, I was just appreciating talking to you. That's fine. You can end the episode. I don't Whoa, care. Whoa, damn, dude. Okay, well, here you you no. do the. No, this is the last episode of the Empty Glass Podcast. I'm done. Oh shit. No. I'm sad. It's up I'm on the screen. Though. It's up on the screen. It's waiting for you. No, I don't want to. You hurt my feelings, and you need to kiss my boo-boos to make me feel all better. No. You don't want to kiss my boo-boos? I really don't. I don't want to get whatever you can get from getting blood in your mouth from another person. Malaria. Well, I <laughs> syphilis. I, I well, I want your I want your syphilis. No, please plug. <laughs> Slurp down my syphilis, Daffy. Daffy. Daddy. <laughs> Daffy. <laughs> so, thank you. Wait, wait. Thank okay, you for wait, joining wait. the Empty Glass Podcast. This has been Matt and <laughs> Stefan. If you'd like to hear more episodes, please go to www.theemptyglasspodcast.com. That is T H E E M P T Y G L A S S P O D C A S T dot com. We need a shorter podcast title. Anyway, uh, that's all. 
That's all, folks. Fucking yippee kaye. That's all, folks. That's the quote, right? Slurper down, baby. Slurper down. Slurper down. Slurper down. <laughs> <laughs>